you got new ownership in. They want to win now. They spend all this money on an exec. They're not telling that exec, okay, we're doubling your salary and giving you equity in the franchise for a five-year plan. <laughs> no, we want to win now. Yeah. But with that rushed mentality, that's why I compared it to the Brooklyn Nets. They had a new owner in 2013. Correct. He wanted to win now. And you rush into Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and that gets you squat. Man, <laughs> all in all, this hefty haul they just sent to Utah hasn't gotten them any closer to contention. And I don't really see that changing. I wouldn't be surprised if they were a year and a half down the line from this and they're trying to shop Gobert. Or they're trying to shop Towns because they're trying to find a way out of this middle-of-the-road pack they built. And we are back. Y'all already know that's right back again for another episode of The Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. Another jam-packed episode of the Hoop Plug. And as always, rocking with you. It's your main man, Faraz, in the building. And I got with me my brother, my partner in crime, Sturt to the Fry, Ty. Tyler, how you doing today, brother? Hey, I'm feeling good. We got a jam-packed, like you said, episode. John is playing shoots and ladders. KD explaining his trade request. And the Gobert disaster in Minnesota. How are you feeling, my brother, my dog, Faraz? Feeling good, brother. You know what I'm saying? Alive. The sun is out shining. 80 degrees in a VI right now. You know what I mean? So cannot Ooh. complain, you know? What about you? How's Man, everything with you, bro? Things are good. We getting snow flurries. You talking about 80 degrees. <laughs> I almost want to show the, like fans. Come on now. Y'all see that? Tropical. Tropical living. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I have to show y'all real quick. Or, or, well, speaking of a place where it's even colder than Jersey, damn sure colder <laughs> than the Virgin Islands. We're taking it down to Minnesota to kick off this episode because there was a disaster. I'm not talking about snow because when Alex Rodriguez, former Hall of Famer, psych because he did them roids, came <laughs> in as owner, he immediately dug his team into a hole. He learned the lead exec from their rival Denver Nuggets by just doubling his salary and giving him equity in the team. A hefty price for someone that's just dug that hole even deeper. But that bright-minded exec thought it wise to trade three players from a 46-win playoff team and six first-round picks for Rudy Gobert. And my boy, the results, while early, have been nothing short of a disaster in Minnesota. Bro, you, you want to talk about one of the most lopsided trades in history. This is it right here. I mean, we, <laughs> we talk about Danny Ainge, right? But this has nothing to do with Danny Ainge's is skill as a general manager or a trade finesser, right? But uh, a lack of skill with this exec, we don't mention no names, we ain't gonna throw no shade, right? Uh, over in Minnesota, like at the end of the day, man, you gave away half your roster and the kitchen sink for Rudy Gobert when you already had a seven-foot center towering down in the paint. You know what I mean? Um, you know, they thought about it, right? They thought, you know, we'll have the defense of a Gobert plus a Cat. Cat will be able to spread the floor. Rudy will be able to play most of the post. But you got to understand, although Cat can shoot the three, he is a traditional center, you know? On top of that, Rudy Gobert has no ability to spread the floor. So coming from Cat's perspective, he still needs the paint to operate. And all that does is bring Rudy Gobert's man into the paint. Now, we really want to talk mm -hmm. about things. Let's talk about Anthony Edwards. If you guys have noticed, no one expected him to have somewhat of a drop in his play. And he's come out, of, he's come out and said it. And I think that's the problem with the Timberwolves in a nutshell. He said, y'all expected me to dunk over everybody like last year, right? There's so many people in the paint. And he wasn't trying to throw shots. The quote might have been a bit different. But basically what he's saying is, we have two Twin Towers with their two Twin Towers in the paint. 
unless it's a fast break, forget about those dunks you saw last year, basically, you know? And the offense is clogged. You know, it, it may work on a defensive perspective, but even then, you know, you find yourself oversized against usually a smaller lineup, and these guys are either going to be running around Cat or running around Rudy Gobert. And with the way that everything is set up in the league, it's not a guarantee just because Cat gets beat, Gobert is going to be in the paint. You know, again, we talked about the floor spreading and all these other things. So sorry for going off on a tangent, but God damn, has this been bad, you know? Not a tangent at all, man. That was all well said, and... Look, this has the potential to be Brooklyn 2013 with, okay, we knew it was going to be bad when the trade went down, but it could be even worse than we thought. One of the greatest strengths of this T-Wolves team, why did they overachieve last year? It was a high-powered offense. They were fully utilizing their one-of-a-kind big man, Carl Towns. Well, now you're marginalizing that. That stretch five, one of the best shooting bigs the NBA has ever seen, is now just a stretch four. Oh, every team has a stretch four. So it's not that special anymore when you have him on the lineup with Gobert. I could see, I'm not defending this trade, but I could see in theory what they're thinking, right? We got a great offense. If we just get this all-world defender, okay, maybe the offense isn't quite as good, but we make up for it on the defensive end. Yeah. That's not really what's happened. Because last year, that perimeter defense was helped out by Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt. They were limiting the exposure to town shakiness at the rim. Now Towns has played more power forward than he did all of last season. And like I said, mixed results at best. Yes, the offense is still good, but that's only with Gobert off the court. Because when Gobert and Towns are sharing a lineup, okay, the good, they're a top three defense. But the bad, they're a bottom three offense. <laughs> and they're being outscored in those minutes too. And like you said, bro, Anthony Edwards, <laughs> he's been starting to send subliminal shots. I think it's only a matter of time before he's, <laughs> he starts adding Gobert. Seriously. That quote that, that got me, he said, the smaller we go, the better it is for me. Who's he talking about, Faraz? <laughs> He's not talking about Cat, and we know he ain't talking about himself, right? So you said it. I think it's pretty soon the frustrations are going to amount to a point where it's, it's going to be much more visible than it is right now. I mean, even though the record does not look good, they've been able to keep it under wraps, keep it somewhat professional. You know what I mean? But Ant is a dog. You know what I'm saying? He's going to say it how it is. I mean, the only way I see this team being successful which it's, it's going to be a mockery if they even were to try to attempt this, right? It's bringing Rudy Gobert on the, off the bench and having him in the game only at the times where Cat... I mean, and that's the only way that works is you have them split the game. But then again, you're not going to play Cat for 24 minutes and Rudy Gobert for 24 minutes, right? That's it's a waste of everything that you did. The only way for it to really work is for them to... I mean, it can't work with both of them on the floor together at the same time, you know? And so it's I like... I thought the same... I thought the same thing. I agree with you. I don't know if they do it. Like, it's 2022, and now we're seeing potentially Gobert and Russ, your $40 million a year six-man. But it looks like for fit, that might be what's best. Well, you know, I say that to say this, right? If they had acquired him in free agency, if it was a straight-up trade of maybe one, two players, no, they gave away three players. They gave up a guy like Malik Beasley who contributed heavily to their offense. I mean, listen... That's a guy who averaged near 20 points a game for this team relatively consistently. You know what I mean? Malik Beasley was a solid guy. They got rid of, you said it, six, count them, six first-round picks, right? Because of that, KD didn't get traded. And I'm going to tell you why. Because of the Rudy Gobert trade, the bar was mm. set so high. KD, beyond of a doubt, shadow of a doubt, is 30, 50, 100 times better than Rudy Gobert, right? So if Rudy Gobert got that, I need 10 times that for KD, right? And so... You know, I saw that to say this, man. The Timberwolves don't f 
the game up. Excuse my French, man. <laughs> they, they, they inflated the trade market, right? They overpaid for a guy who we knew his skill set on offense was very limited. And three, you ruined, I don't want to say ruined, but you ruined the good exper experiment that you had. You're really building. Cat had finally, you know, had some help. I mean, he's in his eighth year now in the league or whatever it is at this point, you know. Um, he's a vet. He's a multiple-time All-Star. Anthony Edwards is going to be an All-Star in the future. You saw them building. They had enough role players who were very consistent. I think Pat Brev brought a lot to this team. Were they going to, with that lineup, be a championship contender? Barring Anthony Edwards taking it to the next step and maybe one fringe All-Star? No. So I understand the thought process behind it. But I say all that to say this. You gave up too much for Gobert to put him on the bench. So at this point, the Timberwolves are going to be wrong and strong. The pride is in the way, you know? They're going to try and force uh, a, a circle peg. Or what is work. it? A square peg through a circle hole. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think part of it is, right, you got new ownership in. They want to win now. They spend all this money on an exec. They're not telling that exec, okay, we're doubling your salary and giving you equity in the franchise for a five-year plan. <laughs> no, we want to win now. Yeah. But with that rust mentality, that's why I compared it to the Brooklyn Nets. They had a new owner in 2013. Correct. He wanted to win now. And you rush into Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and that gets you squat. Man, <laughs> all in all, this hefty haul they just sent to Utah hasn't gotten them any closer to contention. And I don't really see that changing. I wouldn't be surprised if they were a year and a half down the line from this and they're trying to shop Gobert. Or they're trying to shop Towns because they're trying to find a way out of this middle-of-the-road pack they've built. And another factor, you look at Gobert, you look at Towns, they've both clashed with their superstar counterparts. For Gobert, it was Donovan Mitchell. For Towns, it was Jimmy Butler. And I think for this team to hit stride, for it to reach its max potential, Anthony Edwards is going to be the guy. He's going to be the alpha. 100%. So that's another thing to watch, man. I, I don't like the fit. It was clunky at best when they brought it in. Yeah. And uh, it's just showing itself on the court now. I love that you mentioned Jimmy Butler. Because to be quite frank with you right now, the only thing that can save both the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Miami Heat is an upfront trade. Jimmy Butler for Rudy Gobert. And I know it sounds crazy at first pairing Cat back with, with Jimmy, right? But I think Jimmy is that guy. I think it, it opens up, opens them up. You'd be the perfect mentor for Anthony Edwards. He's able to give you 15 and worldly defense when you need it. Or he could give you 30 when Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns aren't doing their thing. I mean, this is the thing. The answer for Minnesota was always there. They got rid of all the guys that, that they could have done something with. And funny enough, it's when these guys leave that they end up becoming successful, you know? Maybe it's something in the water over there in Minnesota. Maybe the pipes them too cold. I don't know. But I sell that to say this, bro. <laughs> Gobert could pair up with Adebayo. Jimmy Butler fits in very nice with that Minnesota Timberwolves team, as we already know, you know? So sell that to say this. Long story short, it's not going to work the way it is right now. Cat is obviously the better player, the more versatile player. It's sad that, because on paper, right, you said it perfectly. Good offense, top three guy on defense. We're going to have a better defense. They do, but they sacrificed a great <laughs> offense, which has now become, with that defense on the floor, one of the worst in the league. So, I mean, does, what's, what's understood doesn't need to be explained. Yeah. While Jimmy Butler would help this Minnesota team immensely, like probably only a handful of guys you think would help more, uh, Miami hates that trade. <laughs> they, there's no way they do that. 
And the only person that hates that more is Jimmy Butler himself. Facts. Because he tried so hard to get out of Minnesota. I don't think he's ever going to go back. Facts. And you can't blame the guy, right? But uh, now, Cat, Cat is a bit on the softer sides, at least when it comes to rocking with a guy like uh, Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? We saw he couldn't handle it. So, Word. All right. From the disappointing Timberwolves to the disappointing Chicago Bulls. Unfortunately... Ross, it looks like our prediction is coming to light because in the offseason, we had to say this from the clip. Worst place to be is stuck in the middle. <laughs> that is the purgatory you want to avoid at all costs. And my boy, my brother, the Chicago Bulls might just be caught in that spot. For me, Zach Levine's got to average 28, 29, damn near close to 30 points a game, if not 30 points a game, if we really want to see this Bulls team take a step. Well, we're 16 games into the season, <laughs> and I can tell you for sure that 28 points per game is nowhere to be found. Zach Levine just got benched. And uh, guess what else happened on that same night? This awful night was highlighted by Laurie former bull dropping 38 and hitting the game winner while Zach Levine sat for the final three minutes in a career worst one for 14 shooting effort and a loss to another former bull Wender Carter Jr. I don't know for us resident Bulls fan is this a nightmare for, for you and your, your guys in Bulls Nation? Yeah, it's slow it's slow man it's like you can't you can't make this shit up so you know we lose to the magic right who we traded for Vooch who right multiple time all-star we gave up Wendell Carter Jr. and and other, other assets and picks, right? We lose to them, right? Former Bull played very, very well. Shouts out to Wendell, right? On the same night, right? Laurie Marketing, who's enjoying career best all across the board, playing like the guy who we thought he would be for us, for the Utah Jazz, hits a game winner. You know, caps the 38 points off with a game winner, right? And leads his team to victory. Stung. Stung, for sure. Um, you guys know my prediction at the beginning of the season. And the way the season started off, I didn't think we were going to get 30 from Zach, but I thought we were going to get a lot more. I mean, this team started off pretty decent. You know, last time I personally really looked into the standings, we were sixth. The Knicks were like eighth or ninth. Now I'm looking at the standings. We're like 12th. The Knicks are ninth. You know, we obviously, you know, ties the resident Knicks fan. So we always, that's my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's my benchmark, right? So. At least at the end of the day, I can't, I can say whatever I want if my team is better than yours, right? But right now I got to kind of keep that book closed because it's looking bad. It's looking pretty terrible in Chicago. I mean, you have three all-stars on the roster currently, a potential fourth one in Lonzo who's on the bench. Guys like Caruso, I mean, the roster works. You look at what they have. I mean, we said it, stuck in the middle and barring, you know, superstar performances from Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. It's going to be more of the same for the rest of the season. Uh, the sad thing here is we have a, a pick that's top four protected. But if it drops anywhere out the top four, which it's looking like right now where we are, we're going to be in that lottery, but not a top four pick. It's going to be slow. The Orlando Magic get it. And any hope we had of building is going to take another year at least. Oh, man. <clears throat> Contract year for Vooch. No assets in the near future. No tradable first round of pick until 2027. Aye, aye, aye. There is a crater-sized hole in the future for the Chicago Bulls. But we did call this on a brighter note. Back in that exclusive Bulls Stuck in the Middle, y'all can check that out on YouTube. I mentioned that I thought this Bulls team was a lot closer to blowing it up than we realized. 
And in the wise words of Tupac, real lies, real lies, real lies. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds as good on a podcast, but guys, <laughs> the lie that was told to the Bulls Nation is that the Chicago Bulls, the Rosen, Vooch, Levine pairing was capable of really winning. They bamboozled you guys. That was a great regular season. But Lonzo Ball's knees and ankles will never let you guys see that potential. And Zach Levine, not being the guy that he should be, will never let you see that potential. DeRozan had 40 again. Yeah. He's just Michael Jordan. <laughs> but it's not enough if you don't have a Robin, at least. Levine's not even Robin right now. He really needs to be the guy. Yeah. But he, he's, he's just, uh, he's been letting you guys down, to say the least. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You mentioned it perfectly. I mean, this is literally looking like the 96 Bulls, like, Someone has 40. The next highest score is 14 points, right? Um, and really and truly, this is not Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? DeMar DeRozan is a hooper. He's a baller. The guy got 41 <laughs> points last night in a one-point loss. It was a tough game, right? But he had no help. I mean, shouts out AO, right? Shouts out Vooch. I mean, Vooch held it down on the on the glass. He got 14 points. But that's, that's what we want from him, right? P-Will is doing his thing. I mean, Zach Levine, that four points. It just sad. It hurts. You know what I mean? Even Andre Drummond was was starting like his daddy with his little 7.6 rebounds, you know? So, man, I still have to say this, Zach, man. You you really you really got to take that next step, brother. You've got it. You've got all the potential in the world. You have the opportunity. And I know I'm going to sound crazy here to be a top 15, maybe a top 10 guy if you were to play at your best consistently the way we know you can, hitting those game winners, hitting those pull-up threes, dunking all over everybody, facilitating, creating, and leading your team. We just haven't seen that, you know? So I'm just worried that Zach Levine's always going to be the best guy on the worst team in the league, which makes me a bit sad, you know? <laughs> so, And we ain't the worst yeah, team in the league, know, but I just sometimes, I have to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I think that Zach Levine is such a good shooter is just like the worst thing that happened to him. If he was like just a DeMar DeRozan type of jump shooter, maybe he wouldn't rely so much on all these contested threes. Maybe he would put his head down and use his out-of-body athleticism to get more points. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you said it. Uh, one for 12 or whatever it was, four points, not gonna cut it. You only played 25 minutes, Zach. DeMar DeRozan played 44. You should be sharing sharing those kind of minutes with him you know because demar Derozan out here is going out to battle and don't got no dogs with him it looks like he just got a bunch of puppies so as a bulls fan i'm not happy but honestly anything is possible it's not too late you know what i mean you still holding the hope bro? i always got a whole hope bro come on now you know that as a oh knicks fan gosh. bro i'm surprised you're still a knicks fan no. dog Go. i don't have any hope <laughs> okay i'm a nets fan oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, real recognized, real, my brother. I might have to hop ship with you pretty soon. I ain't gonna lie, man. But uh, nah, I gotta. I'm loyal to my my red and black. Gotta stay true through and through. But it's tough. It's tough. You know, Demar Derozan can't do any more. Zach Levine could do a lot more. Vooch is holding it down. I mean, honestly, the only thing that's gonna really turn the season around is Zach Levine being the player that we know he is. And Vooch really starting like it's a career year. I mean, again, I don't expect Vooch to average 20 points for me. You, we heard the clip. I wanted 10 and 15. Last night, he put up 16 and 14. That's good enough for me. The guy puts up 20 points. Zach Levine, man, you really have no choice but to step it up. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a chemistry thing. I don't know what it is. So, All right. Giannis. We know what he is when he makes his free throws. 
right? That was him down the stretch of the finals in 2021, dropping a 50 ball in, in the NBA finals. But when he doesn't make those free throws, yes, he's still dominant, but uh, it can mess with his emotions. So we saw that because not only did he shoot, I believe, four for 14 from the free throw line last night in Philadelphia, but four for 11 the game before, and uh, it all built up, right? Anadokounmpo, the hard worker he is, he wanted to come back out there after the game. Get a couple of work in. Get some work in. Shoot some free throws. Well, Philadelphia, as a city, did not let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> we had staffers ripping ladders from Giannis's hand, putting them in front of the rim. We had the bully of Montrez Harrell stealing his basketball like this is the fifth grade gym class. <laughs> and it ended with Giannis pushing the ladder and it all fell down. So what'd you make of the situation down in Philly? Bro, that's OD petty. I mean, I guess I get it. You know what I'm saying? Protect protect your arena, protect your hood, whatever. But that's OD petty, especially from the staff. I mean, unless they're not allowed to. But I I don't know how they, they, he wouldn't be allowed to. You understand what I mean? Um, Man, I did something similar at Ryder, right? I worked Zoo Crew back in the day. So we were breaking down and, and setting up before and after basketball games. Yes, you're supposed to do that. But you're not going to get fired if you don't. That's, that's the two-time MVP. He's seven foot. Like, I think your manager will understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just a case of... Man, just someone who thinks they're too, too important, bro. Like, you know, you see this all the time, man. It's someone who has a job that's really not relevant at all. Like, you know, you, you may you maybe the ball boy, you know what I'm saying? But the ball boy, that's like, yeah, these are all my balls. Like, you can't play without the ball boy kind of way, you know what I'm saying? And so that's the way that I felt about it. It was sus. It was pretty sus, man. I don't know. I would have taken the opportunity to get a, an autograph, you know what I'm saying, let alone have a beef with Giannis, you know what I mean? You mentioned the guy's seven foot. Greek freak, God damn it! Like, I don't want no beef with that guy. You can shoot as many free throws as you want. Ladders, I don't care, bro. I do not care, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm rocking with you. And uh, Montrez Harrell just getting in it. He was like, uh, he told him to get off the court. And Giannis was like, man, you can shoot with me. <laughs> I'm just making a couple more free throws before I leave. Montrez is like, nah, we ain't having it. Yeah. Literally took his ball and went home. Well, Montrez is a bully, so. <laughs> <laughs> when he ready. Or. All right, man. Chris Haynes had an exclusive with KD while he explained the trade request. That wasn't the headline. The headline was his call, him calling out his starting five. And, man, that's just the media taking it and running with it. And after he named those starting five, he said those were guys that just didn't expect to be in this situation. We got Ben Simmons trying to figure it out. We got Kyrie on suspension from the team. And these guys are Seth Curry still out. These guys are trying to assume the roles. So uh, while that was spun out of context, there was some actual interesting stuff if you read the article. Um, and if you didn't, that's why you're listening to this podcast, because KD really said that he didn't want to be the fall guy for the net struggles. He knew what was about to happen. <laughs> he saw the forecast. He saw that this bunch wasn't ready for prom time. And he didn't want that to all fall on the shoulders of the Slim Reaper. And that's fair, bro. That's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, right, if you have Michael Jordan and some bums, Michael Jordan obviously couldn't win a ring without Scotty. So, I mean, KD is not better than Jordan. I mean, he's he's a great player. You know what I'm saying? He might be close in terms of ability to score the rock, right? Uh, no one's close to MJ. You know what I'm saying? That's black Jesus. You know what I mean? So, uh, say all that to say this, though. Regardless, 
you, if you can't expect that from MJ, you can't expect that from KD. I think the the difference with KD is the the consciousness of it and the speaking of it and trying to protect his legacy. Whereas you know a guy like Kobe just played through those bad years. Yeah, eventually he requested a trade, but I don't know. I think be, we're in an era where players are more aware. We have social media. Everybody knows what's going on. And I get KD doesn't want to be remembered, but I mean the whole thing about it is a bit insecure. Because if you're, you know, your goal out there at the end of the day is to be the best basketball player in the world, you're going to take whatever challenge comes your way. But I get it. You know what I mean? The guys that he mentioned, um, Royce O'Neal, a defensive player, Joe Harris is going to give you, you know, some threes, he's going to spread the floor for you. But other than those two guys, like the other two guys he mentioned, and just in general, like, what can you really expect from KD? Uh, include the fact that they never really had a coach before. Include the fact all the drama with Kyrie. I mean, he's out right now, you know? So... KD, for the most part, has really been the juggernaut carrying this Brooklyn Nets franchise, or at least stopping it from falling apart, you know, which I think, you know, kudos enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't think KD gets enough credit for how difficult this job is. Brooklyn Nets aren't exactly a cornerstone. They've been around, at least in the Brooklyn version iteration, for eight years, ten years, maybe. Um, No one in the NBA gets guarded like KD. No, no. You watch a Nets game, like... The double teams are every touch. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. I think only my eyes have seen two other people get guarded the way KD gets guarded, and that's Michael and Kobe. Not LeBron, because he's such a good passer. Correct. Not Steph, because he gets his shots off screens. Not any of the dynamic scorers in this NBA. He, it is tough to score as Kevin Durant. <laughs> and he's still going off for 25 and 30, 30 plus, you know, which speaks to how great he is, but... Now you said it, bro. There was a clip where he literally talked about where there was four guys on him, <laughs> you know, five guys on him. And that's that's consistent. Like, you know, imagine that for real, yeah. you know. So just imagine, just imagine that without Kyrie in your lineup. <laughs> just imagine that with Ben Simmons in your lineup, his lack of space and ass. <laughs> and we want to take a quick second and make sure you guys are checking out EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Y'all. Take care of yourself. Take care of your beard. Take care of your hairline. You can do all that and more at EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Make sure you're plugging in that promo code hoop underscore plug. Correct. They got everything you need and more to keep that hairline, beard line, beard hair, hair hair, anything you need on point. You know what I'm saying? So shots out EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Supporting them and supporting us. And as always, guys, appreciate y'all. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, put some flavor in your ear.